Jack LaLanne once said, Exercise is king, nutrition is queen. Put them together, and you've got a kingdom. Get ready to have it all. This is the All for One Podcast. You're about to get honest, accurate information about training and nutrition to not only achieve your goals, but to go beyond. Go beyond. Everything you need to make it to the kingdom. This is the All for One Podcast. And now your host, personal trainer and nutrition coach, Aaron Armstrong. G'day everyone, welcome back to the All for One Podcast here today. My name is Aaron Armstrong. By now, you already should know who I am. But for those who don't, I'm a PT here in Australia. Just doing my best to help you guys achieve your goals and clear up any and many of the misunderstandings that are within the PT industry, in the in the fitness industry, sorry. In today's topic, I'm going to be talking about the current problem with the fitness industry uh, and what I see that is really bad from online coaches, coaches in general, or fitness influencers who are just pushing to sell products, promising things that they can't guarantee. Kind of catching up on what has been happening with me. Just been working, same old boring stuff. Not boring, really fun. I love what I do, but uh, just just working heaps, playing my poker, which has been fun, and um, yeah, I don't know, just just kind of existing at this point. I got a hopefully a Japan trip that is coming up in in November, but the borders aren't open yet, so we are just kind of on our hands and knees praying that that opens up ASAP for us, so we can go, because that'd be really cool if we could. But yeah, I want to keep the intro short today, so I want to get straight into the topics, because I feel like this one is going to stretch out a little bit. Let's get straight into it. So the first problem with the fitness industry that I see all the time is selling instant results, fooling people into believing that over a time period of 8 eight to 12 weeks that they can attain any goal that they desire uh, by just following what you're what you're telling them to do. This is absolute bullshit, and this is probably one of the reasons why so many people don't stick to their training in that medium to long term is because they do it for eight weeks and they don't see any significant change. And they well, they go, hey, well, I guess fitness isn't for me. This goal isn't obtainable. I'm just gonna quit. the The problem with that, the problem with selling things this way, is goals that people are trying to obtain are certainly obtainable. But it's just within the time frame that they are told they can achieve it, which is completely false. Will you see some change after eight weeks? Definitely as long as you stay consistent and you actually implement the right changes into your lifestyle, into your training, into your nutrition, you will see some change. You won't see significant change most of the time. Now, if you were someone who is very overweight uh, and you start exercising frequently across an eight-week period, you will see weight drop off and you may see a significant amount drop off due to the excess that you have on top. But if you were just a regular person with uh, whether you're skinny or you're just kind of like skinny fat even, across eight weeks, you may see some uh, leanness across that time, but it's not going to be anything significant. So allowing for these long-term goals to have longer time periods to achieve them is going to set you up to to get the goals that you want, the body that you want, the the strength that you want, whatever it, whatever it turns out to be. But th- I always see online is like, follow my 12, get shredded in 12 weeks, follow my 12-week program, this and that. And it's just complete horseshit. It's just a marketing strategy that they're using to get you to buy into the 
the the lie that you can achieve the body that you want in a really short amount of time at the end of the day if you want something like this you're gonna have to put in the work for it and you should just become accustomed to the journey not the desired destination because if you get comfortable with your training and you start to enjoy it you're 100% going to be on track to achieving whatever you want whether that's a six month goal one year goal two year goal as long as you enjoy the training and stay consistent you will get there under the right guidance the second thing which kind of ties into this one which is going to be cookie cutter workouts uh, workouts that are designed to make you sweat and really sore but aren't designed for your specific individual goal and needs uh, again this is just the the workouts the people who think that oh if we push this person really 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 hard make them sweat make them sore for days and days on end they're gonna make believe that they are they are doing the correct thing they're training the right way this is certainly not the case now while muscle soreness isn't bad the type of muscle soreness that i'm talking about that is that you shouldn't be feeling on the regular is say i train my legs and we push myself to the absolute limit and i can't train legs for four days at a time because i wrecked them so hard what you're falling into is the category of overtraining and you should not be pushing yourself this hard and just because it feels really really sore doesn't necessarily mean that you are training the right way uh, the way i like to measure muscle soreness and the way that i push my clients to train is the following day you should feel well with legs it's usually uh, after two days you start feeling it but you should feel slight muscle soreness if we had to put it on a scale of 1 to 10, you should feel about anywhere from a 3 to a 5 out of 10 level of soreness. Nothing significant, anything 7 and above, you're probably pushing it a little bit too hard and you should back back off uh, the intensity just a little bit. Like I said, muscle soreness is definitely not a bad thing. It's just the level uh, and the frequency that you hit that 10 out of 10 fatigue. Now, if you get to a day where you're trying to push yourself and you want to see what you're made of, yeah, you're going to be sore than normal, but you shouldn't be doing that every single time is what I'm trying to say because your muscles are tearing and they're too focused on recovering because you've overtorn them and they're not going to be making as many adaptations to, to build muscle uh, as, as they could be is if you just lowered your intensity just that little bit. Training with intention is a lot more important than just training to be sore. And it's too too many times that I see people online really pushing the, oh, let's sweat, let's train until we throw, let's train until we're, we're sore for 10 days. This is not the correct way to train. If you see this online and you're thinking about investing into someone or a program that is encouraging this type of training, run the fuck away because it is not the way you should be training your body. The next one is supplement abuse. What do I mean by this? Uh, the most common thing is people who uh, abuse pre-workout, they, they say to themselves, I can't have a good workout unless I have my two scoops of pre. Uh, the people who, uh, you know, take way, 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 way too much protein on top of what they're already eating because they believe more is best. Uh, this, again, this is just something supplement selling is something that you see in the fitness industry and it's just people t trying to get the most value out of you as a customer when you buy from them uh now what do i mean by like supplement abuse because it's probably going to be a little bit confusing but someone who takes pre-workout and drinks coffee uh every single day is going to have a super high level of caffeine tolerance that their body is going to need continually more and more caffeine to at the beginning feel stimulated but what en ends up happening 
uh, in that medium to long term, if you do not cycle through your, your, your caffeine intake, your body will need that caffeine just to function normally, just to feel normal through a workout. And you become uh, essentially relying on it, hence abusing it, as opposed to letting your body get the actual effect of what you're meant to be getting from it, which is that stimulus, uh, that pump, make you feel more energized. Uh, this is something I see all too often. Uh, is people just saying, oh, I got zero hours sleep, but I'm I'm taking my pre-workout so I feel good. Again, you should you should be taking these sort of things uh, to complement your workouts, not to compensate for something else. Uh, for example, if you're someone who doesn't get good sleep and you take tons of pre-workout, uh, you're the, the most important thing that you should be doing is trying to get that sleep up because if you get more sleep, you're going to have more energy, you're going to be able to push harder, you're going to be able to recover better and your your overall kind of day is going to be a lot better if you get more sleep. Um, and just because you're taking pre-workout to kind of put that band-aid over it in that long term, obviously there's health effects of not getting enough sleep and, and then obviously abusing caffeine and, and over, not overdosing, but overusing caffeine to compensate for this is only going to put you at risk in that medium to long term. So hopefully you should focus on getting some more sleep, which seems really simple, but a lot, a lot of the time the simple answer is the, the right answer which is certainly in this case. The next one is going to be elimination diets. I fucking hate when I see people online being like, you shouldn't eat this food. You shouldn't eat this. You need to cut this out. You're not going to get what you want by eating this. This is complete and utter bullshit, and it's a complete recipe for disaster as well. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, you have foods that you love to eat right? I do, you do, whether that's like KFC, whether that's some sort of like sweet, you have a sweet tooth, you love cupcakes, you love cake, you love ice cream, whatever the fuck it is, right? If you hear a trainer or if you hear a coach online that says something along the lines of, okay, you're not allowed to eat these things ever, run the fuck away. This person doesn't know what the fuck they are talking about uh, because elimination diets, what, it, what this, is, this is what happens all the time is someone will run with this elimination diet, right? They say, I can't have these things. And great, you lose a bit of weight in the beginning. Uh, you you stay away from these foods from maybe six to eight weeks. And then boom, what happens? Your, your cravings overcome you majority of the time and you cycle back into what you were doing before. Uh, and it, like you, you put the weight back on, you, you aren't able to, to sustain this across time which makes it not a good strategy for weight loss for doesn't make it a good relationship with food in general which is something we need to fucking change because look every now and again if you feel the need to indulge and you want to have something you should be able to have something you shouldn't be feeling bad if you are on track with your nutrition 80% of the time and then every now and again a couple times a week maybe you want maybe you want a, a little piece of something else obviously to this extent the extent of that is going to be questionable uh, depending on your goal and depending on how serious it is for you to get to your goal but you shouldn't give up the things that you enjoy just because someone says oh they're really bad foods you shouldn't have it there's always going to be better alternatives there's always going to be things that you should be eating more of, but you should never have to give up the things that you truly love. Uh, like every now and again, having that fast food, you shouldn't be shamed for it. You shouldn't feel bad for it. Uh, you should discuss with your trainer a way that you can not integrate it, but 
uh, a way that you can no essentially integrate it into your your nutrition so that you don't have to feel bad every now and again when you decide to do go out and eat these things because you need a social life you need to be able to i guess widen your range of foods that you can eat uh to go out and you know just live your life in general okay but yeah that is one thing that always pisses me off is people saying oh eat this chicken and rice chicken and rice broccoli and rice it's like dude come on really there's there's better recipes out there than broccoli rice anyway there's this really guy i think his name is aussie fitness on instagram he's really insanely low calorie uh recipes for sweet stuff um for high protein meals and everything free go check him out if you haven't already he's really really useful and if you don't know if you can't find him send me a message and i'll send you a link uh the next thing is gonna be the people who say oh you can look like me if you do this people who say stuff like this just don't have the slightest fucking clue on what they are talking about you train like me you eat like me you will look like me that is a complete lie and people who say this, again, are often just trying to sell you some bullshit program that may be well suited towards them, but most likely is not going to stand a fucking chance when you try and do the same thing. Why is this? Well, your body is different. Your, your metabolism is different. How you go about your day is different. Your goal might be different. Uh, your genetics so many factors into into that go into this and for someone to say you can look like me if you do this is complete bullshit it's just a lie they're just trying to sell something to you look if they have the intent to help you and they they're trying to get you on the right track like more power to them but you should never say to someone you can look like me if you do this because it gives them this false sense of hope that they can achieve a certain physique when it may not be capable for them or it's just not yeah their lifestyle doesn't allow them to to get to that point ever um so if you again if you hear someone saying oh yeah you'll get you'll get 36 inch arms like mine one day bro just keep doing this keep eating this like just walk the other way turn a blind eye just switch switch your hearing off because that person is not really a good mentor of getting you to where you want to be look if you want bigger arms you can get bigger arms but you cannot get the exact same of what some of these freaks online are saying it's complete horseshit. They're just trying to sell you off on something. But yeah, these are the. There's definitely more problems in the fitness industry that I've that I've been seeing. But there's so many more that I could go over, which which I'll probably get into at a later episode. But these are some of the the biggest problems that I have noticed and thought of today. Uh, let me know what you guys thought of this episode. Uh, it's been good talking to you today. Hope you took some value away from this podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye been listening to the all for one podcast it's aaron's passion to give you honest accurate information when it comes to training and nutrition we want you to achieve your goals we hope you've enjoyed the show make sure to like rate and review it we'll be back soon but in the meantime hook up with us on instagram at all for one underscore pt for questions comments or suggestions send an email to all for one pt at gmail.com and find us on facebook Facebook at All For One PT. We'll leave you with a quote from Gabe Grunwald. It's okay to struggle, but it's not okay to give up on yourself or your dreams.